Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. Do you know what today is? Well, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, episode number 52 may seem like an odd number, but we know there are 52 weeks in a year. This is episode number 52, which means Mind, Body, and Business podcast is officially one year old. Oh my gosh, what a milestone. I am so excited to celebrate. And I'm actually recording this fresh off of my therapy session. I see my therapist face to face and we talk things out. And I was sharing with her that Mind, Body and Business is celebrating one year. And she said, well, Maria, what has changed over the past year for you? Who were you last year versus who you are today? And I was like, wow, you know, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was mainly thinking, you know, I knocked out 52 episodes because that was a feat in itself. But there has been so much personal growth. And I was sharing with her that this podcast is not only important to me because it allows me to reach people and hopefully impact people in a positive way. But I really feel like this podcast is a part of my legacy. It is audio recordings of my voice, my thoughts, my perspectives, the things that are important to me that my children can go back and listen to. And hopefully, you know, many generations to come can go back and reference. So this podcast means so much to me, whether this is your first episode you're listening to, or if you've been right with me all the way back to episode one, which was demanding better for yourself. And you know, I kicked off this podcast with a 21 day challenge. And I was thinking I should do something similar. I should give our wonderful listeners a step by step step plan to be intentional about taking the steps, doing the work, that big A word, action, to be better in their mind, body, and business. So today's episode is about success strategies for an evolving life. Evolve is such a powerful word, and sometimes when you're evolving, people can mistake that for falling off because you're not doing the thing that you used to do and that your interests have changed and you're giving attention to something new in your life. And change is part of life. It's part of growth. It's part of that evolution. And it's okay to change. It's okay to start a new job, be in a better relationship, explore new ways to exercise, try new foods, travel, I mean, fully take advantage of all the wonderful things that life has to offer. We don't do that as much as I think we should. That's what I want to talk about today. The things you should be thinking about and the steps that you can take for an evolved life. I pulled some of my favorite clips from previous guests to help remind us of where our minds need to be and the actions that we need to take to live a happier and more evolved life. So instead of doing our regular mind, body and business check in which is absolutely okay for you to do. And if you're new to the podcast and you're like, what is a mind, body, and business check-in? It's basically looking at what your focus areas are this week for your mind, body, and business. So in terms of your mental health and your mind, you know, do you need a social media break? Do you need more rest days? In terms of your body, do you need to push yourself in the gym? Or maybe you're going too hard and you need to incorporate more stretching. Do you need to drink more water? Are you getting enough fruits and vegetables? Maybe examining the supplements that you should incorporate into your mix. Um, and then for your business, not just as an entrepreneur or a small business owner, but how 
how are you handling your business? How are you handling your finances? How are you managing your relationships? So think about one thing that you can be intentional about going into this new week, the next seven days for your mind, body and business. Um, On top of that, I want you to take some time to reflect. Where were you around this time last year? Depending on when you're listening to this podcast episode, last year around what time? Maybe, you know, pull out a little notebook and jot some things down. Maybe go month by month. What kind of growth? What kind of life lessons? What revelations did you discover about yourself? In what ways did you grow? How can you improve? Where do you want to go? Think about what has happened over the last year and decide if you are satisfied with your progress. And if not, it's okay. Because you know what that means? You can be intentional about taking the action to be proud of the choices you make around this time next year. So it's an annual reflection and a mind, body, and business check-in. Of course, I am on Instagram and Facebook at MBBPod. Let me know how you're doing and what you're focusing on. You know, when I look back on this last year, I feel the most proud about how evolved I am mentally around this time last year, certain things just really used to stress me out. And I would be so hyper-focused on things that really didn't matter, you know, or I would be uh, so worried about what the outcome of something I was working on, whether it was a relationship, something happening at work, things inside of my business. I just let anxiety overwhelmed me, my mindset and my peace and my perspective have evolved incredibly. And I'm so proud of that. I'm also really proud of how closer I am to my kids. I've always been close to my kids, but I'm so happy that they feel comfortable talking to me about certain things, having hard conversations, that we're still doing so many family activities together. We are healing together. We're growing together. We're creating new memories. My business... I am proud of the fact that I've allowed myself to rest and not to judge my success on how many sales I have, how many followers, how many comments, how many mentions, you know, uh, the accolades, but more so about my peace and that I'm doing things that are aligned with my desires and my joy and that I am pulling away from being influenced by things happening externally within those 12 months. So do that. I think that it would be a really great eye-opening, soul-opening exercise, and it will give you some uh, not only reflection but perspective on how you would like to move forward. So jumping into this episode, I want to start things off with a clip from a good friend of mine who I actually met at the gym. Her name is Michelle Carson. She is an author. She is a coach. She is a speaker. And uh, one of the things that she brought up in our episode, which was episode number 18 with Michelle Carson, she talked about how important it was to shed the dead weight And that's not just physical weight, but maybe it's a really bad job or a really bad relationship. But in this clip, she specifically speaks on evaluating your circle. Here's what she had to say. 
before my second divorce, I, I just did a lot of house cleaning. I cut out a whole group of girls out of my life. I stopped playing games with my family. I stopped putting up with um, workplaces that were not respectful. So a lot of the time we have to clean house before we can build that foundation back up. Whatever area it may be in your life, you may need to do some house cleaning before you can even start with that foundation. But now I have a ride or die. Like I have girlfriends that have taught me, you know, raising this child, I don't have to do this on my own. Like it takes a village. And I have people that help me with pick up and drop off. I have coworkers that have become my dear friends. My family and I have never communicated so beautifully. It also has to do with the daily work that I put in because I don't think we leave this world perfect. Like I think we're all constantly growing and evolving. And when we can do that proactive work, then we shore ourselves up for when that next time we are triggered, you know, like, Oh, I handled that so much better this time than, than me two days ago did. And we celebrate even the smallest of victories because you're growing and evolving and it's making your relationships with yourself and with everyone else so much better. That was one of my favorite parts of our conversation, because I think so often when we think about a new phase, a new goal, we just jump right into it, but we don't consider what might be holding us back. And then when we do, sometimes we can become fearful of losing that thing because it's so attached to our identity. A couple of months ago, I was out in the front helping my husband with the yard work uh, and we were like low-key landscaping so I had the trimmer to you know get the bushes shaped up nice and neat and we I ain't gonna lie we neglected those bushes for quite some time and so there was just a lot of dead spots on the bushes so not only was I trying to shape them in a nice little circle I was trying to make sure that I was cutting off all of the dead leaves and branches and stuff like that and so one of the bushes in particular actually the very first bush in the row It had a lot of dead leaves on it. And by the time I finished trimming it down, one whole side, it was like literally just sticks. And I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I cut too much off. You know, it's lopsided, it looks crazy. It's changing the whole vibe of the front of our home. And, you know, I had already finished and I just pretty much accepted that, you know, it's what's done is done. And so every day I would pull up to the driveway and I would look at that bush, that lopsided, sticklid bush. The bush just was not bushing. OK, half of it was bushing, but the other half wasn't. And every day I would pull up to the driveway and it just I would just look at the sticks. But then something very interesting happened over, you know, maybe at about week three or four. I pulled up one day and I noticed some leaves sprouting from the sticks and I was like okay well maybe there's hope for it and then day by day week by week I saw more and more leaves sprouting from those bare sticks that one side of the bush that I felt like I cut down too far and then eventually in today at this very moment that I'm recording this podcast episode it is the fullest greenest bush out of the row And what I learned from that is sometimes we are so afraid to cut the dead weight. And when we do, it's even scarier because it looks so unattractive. It feels so unfamiliar. It is scary because it does not look the way it once did. You know, when you get rid of that toxic relationship, when you leave that job, you know, when you start a new business and you're 
inside of unfamiliar ground. You can feel like you are stripped bare, like you are starting over. And you can even feel like a piece of you is dead and you don't know how you are going to embrace this new space that you're in. That's what the bush was like. It was nothing but sticks. It seemed like all hope was gone, but I needed to cut off those dead leaves so the new ones could grow. And that's how change is. Some relationships hold you back. Uh, Certain ways of thinking hold you back. Certain jobs, certain things that we think are opportunities are really weighing us down instead of propelling us forward. But until we release them, we won't see the beauty, the greenery, the fullness of that new bush, that new life. Great things that await us on the other side of change and growth and fear. So I think that Michelle's words were so important, especially, you know, evaluating her circle and realizing that maybe these relationships aren't good for where I'm going. So step number one is for you to evaluate the different people, experiences, circumstances in your life and figure out what do I need to trim away so that I can move forward? Is there something or someone holding me back? And don't be fearful about letting it go. Instead, focus your full attention on what you have to gain. So that is step number one. Step number two is a very practical step. I started this episode saying that I'm fresh off of a therapy session with my therapist, Miss Janae Hicks. And I had the pleasure of having her on the podcast, not once, but twice. And in our episode, which was episode number eight, she talked about brain dumping and prioritizing tasks. This was so clutch for me. Here's what she had to say. What we know about entrepreneurship is it allows for more freedom of choice and we d- and we we have a little bit more creativity and freedom and creativity, freedom and thought, freedom and how we move, you know, through our strategic planning. And we also know if we don't work, we don't eat, right? And so yeah. we have to make certain that we're showing up for ourselves. And these two narratives are playing out in tandem. And so we have to make sure we're clear on our vision and that we're able to give and commit the maximum energy to the most to the thing that's going to get us the most yield, right? And yeah. so one of the things that we do and it's important for us to do is to take a beat and slow our mind down. As creatives, we have thought bubbles and it's like a hundred of them and they come up at the same time and they all feel like they're equally important, right? And so we have to be able to pull down what makes most sense? How do we prioritize this day? When your mind gets very clouded and high performers struggle with this, creatives struggle with this, entrepreneurs struggle with this the most, everything feels like an equal priority. Everything is important. One of the things that I offer is the first thing we want to do is do a brain dump. And we want to cross out anything that we don't have direct control over. Right. So we have all of the things, but every thought is not a useful thought. So we want to dump it. We want to cross out the things that we don't have direct control over. And then we want to go through and we want to prioritize the things that have to be completed within the next 24 hours. So we want to make certain we get those things done. We can still possibly work on other things. But when your mind is overloaded, what that tells me is that you're at your window of capacity. You don't have any more bandwidth. You can't add anything else to your plate. So we have to remove something. 
the fastest way to remove something is to say, what has to be done right now? And yeah. if it has to be done right now, let me go ahead and prioritize that. Let me figure out what can be outsourced. What me, let me figure out what can be delegated, focused on what has to be done within the next 24 hours. And then tomorrow we'll save the world. Today, we're just going to do this. And when she ended that with saving the world, I'm like, this is so me. Um, I shared my one year reflection. And one year ago, my mindset was like, either I do all of it or nothing matters. And that is one of the areas I've evolved in. I said, you know what, if I have this goal, I can do 25% this week, 30% next week, 15% the following week, I'll eventually work towards achieving that goal if I break it down and do little by little. Also the brain dump and just getting everything outside and written down on paper. For me, writing things down, not storing them as a note in my phone, and it's okay if that's your thing, but I like physically writing things down, either in a journal or on a whiteboard. What is important? What is time sensitive? What do I need to do right now? What actions are specifically aligned with the goal that I've set for myself? Because sometimes we try to make ourselves feel good about being productive when we're doing things and we're having active days where tasks are getting done, but those tasks aren't associated with our big goal. So it's really important to brain up to prioritize, to keep the time that you've designated to do a task as sacred as possible. Do not let anyone interrupt that time. And to really have a plan for when people come at you with things that are unexpected, because unexpected things do happen. What is a contingency plan? So thinking ahead, prioritizing, brain dumping, getting it all out is super important. So I would label that as step number two, brain dump prioritize and plan your day. Step number three comes from Dave Anderson, who was just with me on episode number 51, talking about his 300 pound weight loss. And not only is he a fitness enthusiast, I guess I can call him that now. He is also a business coach and he's helped many other entrepreneurs grow their businesses and really embrace a mindset to see sustainable growth inside of their business. In our episode, he talked about the importance of writing things down, which I just mentioned, but here's what he had to say about that. A lot of times we start freestyling this, like we're in a constant rap battle in business and we're not. Write down absolutely everything. I don't care if you're making the Kill Bill type of manifesto, you need to be able to say, these are the things that I want to accomplish, right? And then when I say that, I mean, make a list and then for every point on that list, Give yourself about five, maybe 10 blank spaces. And then those blank spaces for each one of those things, what I want you to do is write down each step you think you're going to need in order to make that happen. Because a lot of the answers I was looking for externally came from in here and up there. But until such time as you put it down on paper, it doesn't exist. Yes, that is one of my main talking points inside of my fitness program for the women who are trying to lose weight and setting goals. I always tell them if it's not written, it is not real. And oftentimes we like to store ideas or things we know we need to do in our head. But what happens? Other things come in and push those ideas and action steps we need to take out of our head. And sometimes we honestly forget 
It no longer becomes a priority because you get on the defense during your day. You have to decide what you want. You have to write it down and look at it. I love how Dave talked about writing down what your goal is and then six to eight action steps associated with that. So, for example, if I have a client that comes to me and says, I want to lose 30 pounds. Well, what does that take? What are the six to eight things or even if it's just four things that you can do to achieve that goal? Okay, I need to meal prep on Sundays and Wednesdays. So now that is an action item. You can control that, right? I need to exercise for 30 minutes on these days. I need to make sure I'm drinking X amount of water per day. I need to make sure that I'm getting to bed on time because that's when my muscles recover and grow. You see what I'm saying here? So it's really important to not just focus on the goal, but the actions required to achieve the goal. And you're reminded of that when you write things down. It could be in a journal, on a whiteboard, but when it's written, it becomes real. Remember that. So my last and final tip comes from Arian Turner, who is the founder of Look Good, Live Well. She is a skincare expert and educator. She also happens to be my fellow fam, you rattler. And she talks about the importance of staying true to your vision. And I can truthfully say I haven't always done this. There are many times when I had my mindset on doing something and then I logged on to social media I saw the success of someone else and I immediately felt like I needed to mimic what they were doing. Now, I'm not saying that gaining inspiration from watching other people's success is not a good thing because it is. But staying true to who you are and what you want is a foundation for being successful. That is the fuel that's going to keep you motivated. Staying true to your vision because you'll get people coming in with opinions. You'll get people coming in saying you should do something else. You'll get people who have never seen it done before who will doubt you and give you bad energy. So not only is it important to stay true to your vision, but to be careful about who you share that vision with. Here's what Arian Turner had to say about that. One of the greatest lessons that I learned this year was the importance of just staying true to yourself and your vision. And so before starting, before getting going, making that very, very clear, like literally make the vision plain. I sat down with One of my really good friends, Patrice, who was a fantastic attorney. And when I was thinking about trademarks, she really challenged me to push past what I needed in the moment and to think about what I wanted for the brand as a whole, like five years, 10 years. Do I want this to be a legacy brand? Do I want to sell um, this company? And so thinking about all of those things helped frame my North Star. So when I had a disappointing call with a manufacturer or when a deal fell through or when I feel like I lost something, I was able to kind of pick myself up and re-motivate myself, um, gain my motivation again, based on what it is that I know I want. Like I gotta, I gotta keep putting one foot in front of the other. And then also I think I, I built up that resilience from having to start over again. You work out. So you get this. I don't work out as much as I need to, but whenever you take a break, it's harder to it's harder to re-motivate yourself to yeah. get going if you could just do a little bit. 
You know, every day is not going to be a full body workout, but if you could just show up for yourself in one mm-hmm. small way, it's so it's the same thing with business. Like every day, I'm not going to clear the inbox. It's not going to get to zero. I'm not going to win every single grant that I apply to or get into every single accelerator that I want. But if I can just send that one email, if I can just follow up and network in that one capacity, or if I could just move the business forward in one small way, it, um, it really does pay off and make a huge difference. So just figure out something that you can do every single day and it'll change it'll vary but just do something to help move that needle forward um you'll wake up and you'll be exactly where you need to be and again the importance of staying true to your vision i also love how she shared that she had a good friend that gave her counsel um it's also really important for you to have someone who can guide you someone with experience who has done what you're doing or who has experience helping others do what you want to do or go where you want to go. You know, whenever I talk about how much success I've achieved as a virtual entrepreneur, because, you know, I do have physical product that I sell, my fitness apparel and my self-love is so gangster line. But most of my entrepreneurial income comes from my virtual programs, everything that is online. I didn't know many people who had experience in that space. So I went searching, I looked at cash tags, I read the comments of people who had used the services of different coaches I decided to hire. I took the courses, I did the work, and I achieved the results. But I sought the counsel, I sought the advice and expertise of people who achieved success and who were already, you know, a few steps ahead of where I was trying to be. And that made a huge difference. And again, to reiterate her point about, you know, you're not going to clear the inbox all in one day. Some days may be emotionally overwhelming. Things may come up and you may not get to everything that you intended to do. But doing something is better than doing nothing at all. So try not to let the overwhelm of the things that you need to get done stop you from doing just something. Showing yourself grace and doing what you can with what you have can make a big difference. So that's what I have for you inside this episode of Mind, Body, and Business, Success Strategies for an Evolving Life. Number one, evaluate your circle. We were reminded of this. Thanks to Michelle Carson, who was featured in episode number 18. I strongly encourage you to check out that full episode because it was so good. Step number two, brain dump and prioritize from my fave, Miss Janae Hicks. And you can check out her full episode talking about that. Sole Purpose for Entrepreneurs in episode eight. Step number three, writing things down. If it isn't written, it isn't real. Our friend Dave Anderson reminded us of this in episode number 51. And you can check that out on the podcast episode list as well and then step number four from arian turner where she talks about staying true to your vision and doing what you can with the time that you have as always my hope is that uh, this episode was insightful encouraging to take that idea and that dream and to actually do something with it Now, before I completely wrap up this episode, I did have a mind, body, and business tell me more question. And these are from DMs I receive on Instagram at mbbpod. Today's question is from one of our male listeners. And I'm always encouraged to get messages from men because I really want this podcast to cross the gender lines. And his question is specifically about being supportive for his wife who is trying to lose weight. 
His name is Richard from Minnesota. Richard from Minnesota. He says, hey, Maria, I love your podcast. And I'm writing you because my wife just had a baby about six months ago. And it's been a lot on her, not only taking care of our newborn, but she really wants to get back to her pre-baby body. I've been telling her how much I love her no matter what her size, but I know it would make her happy to lose weight. What are some things I can do as her husband to be supportive in helping her reach her weight loss goal? So Richard, I am so glad you asked this question because as someone who has been married for 13 years myself, many husbands have great intentions, but they be on a struggle bus when it comes to supporting their wife with a fitness goal, especially with weight loss. I know that I have given my husband many mixed signals. One moment I'm asking him to make me a salad. The next moment I'm getting mad at him for bringing home a Reese's cup. So you really have to make sure that you are super focused on helping her achieve this goal and not being an enabler, all right? But you don't want her to feel like she's being punished. So I have three things for you, Richard. First, help her stay on top of her nutrition. This is a big one. A lot of people feel like if they run the miles, if they're exercising excessively hours a day, twice a day, that's the way to lose weight. But the easiest and fastest way is through what you eat. And so if you're helping her control her calories, not just that, but also eating nutrient-dense meals that happen to be delicious because the two can coexist, this is going to be a really great help for her. Help her cook. Eat healthy with her. One mistake many husbands make is the wife will be over there eating the chicken salad and then you over there eating chicken with rice and gravy and, you know, all of these exercises. Then you have a dessert and she's smelling the cookies and it's just really hard to stay focused when things are like that. So help her cook. Eat healthy with her. Uh, choose restaurants. If you all go out to eat, choose those restaurants that have meal options aligned with her diet. The second thing I would say, Richard, is encourage her to exercise. Movement is not only going to help with her heart health, getting her condition to burn more calories in addition to eating healthy, but movement is medicine. It's going to help with her mood. It's going to help her sleep better. It's going to make a huge contribution to her fitness goal overall. It can be walking. It could be swimming. It could be dancing. Maybe you two can find something that you're both interested in, a hobby. Uh, the last thing I would say is give her unconditional support. Cheer her on when she's focused. Encourage her when she has a slip up. Be in it for the long run. And I really want you and your wife to understand that this is not just about, you know, her getting down to her pre-baby body, which is totally achievable in my mind or a version of that. But to really understand the long-term benefits of making healthier choices, moving your body, drinking water daily, getting enough rest at night. This is not only going to bring about the physical changes, but also lifelong benefits. So for the most part, just get in it with her. That is one of the best ways to support your partner, in my opinion. Man, Richard, thank you so much for that. I hope there are some other fellas listening or maybe there's some women and wives that are listening who <laughs> will take that piece and play it in the background while they're in the room with their husbands, hoping that they can catch some of that. I'm sure... If you do those things, it will be a great help to your wife. And please keep me updated on how things are going. Also, let your wife know that she can go to empoweredbymaria.com. There is a free seven-day uh, Jumpstart Fitness Plan that can help her with her meals and her exercise routine. All right, y'all, that does it for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. As always, I truly 
appreciate your ear and always love spending this time with you. Remember, you can stay connected with the Mind, Body, and Business podcast on Instagram and Facebook at MBB Pod. Until the next episode, take care.